Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be covering all bases, the Cavan under 16 um, and under 14 girls have qualified for the All-Ireland semi-final. We're going to hear from the Cavan under 16 manager Mick Flynn. Um, Cavan Camogues lost out in the Ulster Intermediate final um, after extra time to Antrim and they're starting their championship coming up All-Ireland series this weekend. Um, we'll also be making our one-word predictions or as close as we can to one word. That's not a hard and fast rule, Paul, um, because I know you like to go a little bit over some of the times, but um, <laughs> in the All-County Football League, you're, you're fond of your own voice sometimes, to yeah. be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Paul Fitzpatrick, obviously, sports editor of the anglo Celt, joins me. And uh, Paul, we start off, I suppose, with the under 16s, the, the ladies, because it's a hell of an achievement. Although that almost sounds like it's wrong to say at this stage because there's so many Cavan girls now who have won under 16A, under 14A Ulster titles that they're probably more common than any other medals in this county. Yeah, look, Cavan are, are, the, are the dominant force in. Schools football at ladies level and the underage level, which is amazing, really, because it hasn't come through yet to the seniors for some reason. We don't know why, um, and maybe it will. It will start to filter through because there, I mean, there's a absolute cavalry of girls coming through mm. that have played at a high level and really excellent players, particularly there with Loretto. Like you see them winning an AL Ireland by thirty points, you know that there's unbelievable talent uh, in the county. So again, another great couple of weeks there on the fourteen, on the sixteen. Provincial titles in the top grade, incredible stuff, really. Yeah, it, it really is phenomenal stuff. And, and getting a wee bit of an insight into it, I caught up with the the manager, uh, Mick Flynn. So let's hear from the legend of Cavan Ladies Football. So delighted to be joined by uh, Mick Flynn, the Cavan Ladies Under Sixteen manager, after another um, Ulster title to put along with many you have in your back pocket already, Mick. But once again, you, you seem to have the Midas touch when it comes to preparing underage Cavan girls teams for success. A good one at the weekend gone by getting beaten or getting the better of uh, Monaghan comfortably enough in the final. Yes, it, it was. I mean, um, we had played them earlier on in the year and uh, I think they were only starting at the time. We had been going for a little while and uh, we beat them fairly comfortably. Now they they progressed, so they did. But uh, yeah, last we have a we have a very good team. We have uh, three 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 not four schools in the county, uh, one Ulster titles. So um, they're mm-hmm. a, a different bit, but but uh, there's there's a good supply of. of young footballers coming through on the girls' side, Jeff. Just looking at at some of the names, and as you mentioned, you know, 
between the, the, the different schools across the the county, the names, a lot of the same names keep popping up here that, that there's something something special happening and this under sixteen team seem to be um almost the the, the the nucleus of it along with maybe a couple that are under seventeen on top of it. But um tell us a bit about the game itself. You you got off to a good enough start and, and never really looked like you were you were going to be caught. Well, we got off to a, a good start, all right. We got a goal within a minute, and then we added on a couple of points. I don't know the exact sequence of scores, but uh, we added on a few points. I think we might have been 1-5 uh, to, to one point ahead at one stage. But mm. uh, then Manan made a great comeback to their credit, and uh, uh, I think we went in... Went in at half time, only two points ahead. Yeah. But in in the at the end, sorry, yes, go on. Yeah, no, no, I was saying the, the half time. It wasn't. Um, well, I think the, what I had it was two eight to to one five at half time. You're, you're right, actually. You're right, actually, Damien. What happened was that uh, we were ahead by a reasonable score, and that they came back within two points you're absolutely right and then they pushed and uh, then we stopped the rot we think we scored about four points in in a row was it six points that was in at half time yeah six at the break yeah yeah well that was it so uh, yeah we 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 stopped the rot and uh, we uh, we came back very well in the last ten minutes before half time and uh, we we continued on from there in the second half. Looking at um, the f- forward line, lo- a good spread of scorers. Ah, uh, there are. Yeah, yeah. There, um, we, we have uh, we have some very good players to tell you the truth. And it's not off the ground they picked it either, actually, because they uh, they're. Uh, I was just going through the, the history of, of a lot of them and uh, there's a huge there's a huge uh, success rate in a lot of the families that are sending in the girls like for example uh, Kate Fagan scored the first goal she's Mickey Fagan's daughter Mickey mm-hmm. Fagan from Mullahorn sure. I think he cast in the county minors did he? He did, he did, and and, sure. and was on the sure. on the panel in '97. Yeah, they, um, they he was, yeah, they they Lorgan, there's Cora McDonald from mm. Lorgan, and she has three or four brothers who who won county finals, and not only that, but uh, played with Cavan. I, uh, I, I, Derek, Derek is yeah. one of them. Yeah. Now, did I say a brother? She is Uncles. Three, there are three or four brothers in, in the adult family yeah. that uh, have been very successful as well. It's that's That's been the way over the years. We noticed it at under 14 years ago as well. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's actually uh, a lassie here. The, the polo grounds is in... Uh, is in uh, in vogue at the moment with the development at at uh, Park. 
there's a girl on our team with um, with a connection to one of the polar ground panels. Um, Kato, Kato Mara. Okay, how's that now? Uh, her father is from. Her father is from uh, from uh, Nina in Tipperary, and uh, it was a pretty handy uh, hurler. Yes. The the the, the uh, I think it's is it her grandfather on the mother's side. I'm not absolutely sure, but. Uh, McDermott was it was there a Jim McDermott or Joe McDermott no my memory fails okay fails me at times okay uh, I, I think there was that connection there were others as well there were others in the panel as well who, you have uh, young uh, Mussy who would be yeah, Wilson whose mother that, would be Wilson absolutely right and, and, and yeah you're right there's Gates uh, and Crow Yes, Tom Crowe. I yes. think uh, Tom Crowe is the connection there. So I'm sure. In more recent times, uh, the captain on the day where uh, where um, Katie May O'Reilly and her father Peter. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And, and, uh, we all know Peter, and uh, as well as that, our goalkeeper is Fonche uh, Fonche Higgins. But her, her uncle is Damien O'Reilly from Mullahorn. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Didn't know. Oh that. yeah, there's there's a huge there's a it, it it's not at the ground of picking it at all. There's there's a, now I'm talking off the top of my head here, but I know there are others, and I, I hate mentioning names because I always leave people out. But it's it's not surprising that there's. A, there's a, 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 a big tradition of football on the, in these girls, yeah. and they they they're, they're, they're t- they are very good. They are very good. We we had very little to do with them. Now I can tell you. Yeah, I I, I like the way you say you had very little to do with them, but you start off the conversation saying that you were out earlier than than Monaghan and had a bit more work done than they did when you when you first played them. Um, so. It doesn't just come with with resting on the fact that you might have good lineage. Oh no! Well, we didn't know at the beginning that that that, that that's the way it was. But I asked times, and uh, I got oh no, there's a there's a wealth of experience there in the families. Uh, actually, the other captain is. Uh, and it was Claudia Clark and her mother uh, one and all that loud. Okay, okay, Cathy, I know. Cathy. Yes, yes, so she'd be Ballyhill. When you start telling, that's right. Yeah. Other things you see, there's, there's yeah. and there's a huge history of sport across the board. I think there's about twenty-seven sports where parents and grandparents and the girls themselves and their brothers families and that have at at a reasonably high level yeah yeah Um, looking ahead now obviously it it, it progresses to an All-Ireland series when exactly does that uh, All-Ireland semi-final take place and and who are you coming up against Um, I think 
on the uh, sixth actual because there's nothing on during the, the uh, junior cert okay. exams and uh, that's the sixth and I think around I'm not exactly sure the date the All-Ireland final is on if we manage to get to that we're playing we're playing the winners of, of Connor okay in, yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know who it is, but it's Galway or, or, or Mayo. Okay. Okay. Come here, Mick. The, the line is going to is breaking up a wee bit, so we'll, uh, we, we, we might just end it there. So, congratulations on, as I said, another Ulster title. We'll be looking ahead once the exams are over. Um, to that All Ireland semi final against the, the Connacht champions, um, coming up later on in in June or maybe it'll be early July, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it. But congratulations to you and and to all the girls. It was it's another wonderful achievement for Cavan ladies on the ridge. Yeah, well, there's there's uh, one group that you're leaving out there that certainly we wouldn't achieve anything. Management we have him and him and uh, Brady there from uh, well he's originally from Mullawan but as he did but well he is you probably know him yeah yeah we have Tom Tom Keller from uh, from Templeport and uh, actually uh, Louise Sheridan. Porrick Sheridan, there's history there as well because Porrick Sheridan, I think uh, there's a, her, her husband, there's a connection there with uh, John Sheridan. Okay. From Killing Care. Okay. Okay. And uh, he was heavily involved in football. And uh, there's uh, Kathy Clark, as you mentioned, Michelle. But a big, a big, and Martin, Martin, uh, Martin McDermott, or Martin McKiernan, is this? He's a, he's a Martin McKiernan, yes, Martin McKiernan, yeah. Yeah, very he good. He comes in and helps fairly often, and uh, of course, I better not forget uh, one of the Whartons from, uh, from Cornafea, Amy Whartons is in, and sure, she's, she's, uh, she's a great addition to us as well so uh, without them I'm afraid we wouldn't be going too far yeah. their, their contribution is huge yeah well it's great so to it see it takes just all look, looking at the, the picture in the Celtic you, you definitely look like you've plenty of help that there's no no shortage of help and no shortage of players thank God and it's it's, it's good help it's good help Mick thank you very yeah. much for your time we'll, we'll chat to you again soon not at all. Thanks very much. Yeah. Apologies for some of the sound quality there at the end. Um, phone line just was breaking up, but the gist of it, Paul, he he talks about the legacy or the maybe the, the lineage of a lot of the players and how, you know, this is no surprise. And if he's saying that to us, I can only imagine what he's instilling in those girls consistently is confidence. This isn't something that nobody has done before. So look at, look at your your father, your grandfather, your granduncle, whatever the case may be. Look what they've done, and he's constantly, I think, sending that message into those 
girls that you know you can do this this isn't a big deal away you go mm. and that's a big big plus well, that's what tradition is in sport really isn't it like and the hardest thing to do in sport in my opinion is to break new ground it's yeah. very difficult to to we'll say win an Ulster title for the first time like what Fermanagh are trying to do they probably should have won a couple by now but it's so hard to get over that line like we saw with Maher there like they found it so hard to go and win a game. Of course, they were good enough to win a match, I'm sure, at some stage. They found it so yeah. hard and they eventually went and did it. It's very hard to do that, but it's much easier when you have tradition. And that's what tradition is when you're looking at your your predecessors and your family and your friends and you know, your club mates that have done it in the recent past or within living memory, at least. It's a, it's a help. So, uh, that yeah, I'm sure that's what he is instead. And if you look at some of the quality players on that team, like some, some absolutely phenomenal players, like... Kate Fagan, I saw her playing for Loretto. She scored one one against Mon and that was the final. She she's a phenomenally good player. She's mm. brilliant. She's unbelievably fast, very accurate. Ella Sheridan scored one two. Uh, Mia Lynch, she was the captain, I think. She got one six. Claude Clark got a point. Katie O'Mara got five points. Amelia Mussey, who's who's a relation of mine through marriage, and she's brilliant, like she's a brilliant basketball player as well. Um and so a lot of these girls are good at basketball as well. And full yeah. back there you've got Cora McDonald who was full back for Lorcan Ladies in the Senior Championship last year. That's right. It's like obviously she's she's um one of the one of the famous McDonald's family from Rammer and all her father and her uncles are all great footballers of Rammer. So like as you say it's coming through. Yeah, it is. Actually when I looked at the team she to see Cora's name on it, I kinda of had to take a second look because obviously she came to fame last year with Lorgan Minors and Lorgan Seniors. And then you kind of think back to, to the fact that she's still under 16. It, it's a phenomenal achievement, but a, a wonderful, wonderful group of players there. Um, they're, they're obviously very well positioned now to go on and give the All Ireland a, a crack. They have a bit of a break because of the junior cert. So with exams and that, they'll be, they'll be back into it. But I, I, I just, I love what seems to be happening on the rage in Cavan that there is an air of expectation of success. Anything other than an Ulster title is a failure and then go on and win the All-Ireland is achievable. And too often Mick Flynn is involved for it to be coincidence. Mm. And I, 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 I make almost a comparison to Eamon Murray and Mead. You know, at a, at a point in time, I, I know Mick, could be getting on in years, but I still think there's plenty. I, I, I'd like to see Mick Flynn involved with a senior team. I'd like to see him because there's too many, too many players that have gone through his hands that have won Ulster and All Ireland titles for it to be just a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know all that much about about the the coaching landscape in ladies football, but he has an unbelievable record, absolutely amazing record. Like, and he seems to be able to get the best out of. It. Or these players time and again like so it's definitely not a coincidence like he's a common denominator there to a lot yeah. of successful teams yeah without a doubt um, the under 14s also in the All-Ireland semi-final a, a, a comfortable enough win over Armagh in the All-Ireland quarter-final uh, four goals and 14 points to three goals and five so to have uh, two teams in the All-Ireland semi-final not m- massively a surprise but great to see it continuing to come through there as well yeah, um, Cavan had actually lost to our man in the group stages in Ulster and then played them again in the Ulster final and beat them. So this is their third time playing our man. So uh, now they've won it, beaten them twice in a row, beat them comfortably. I think I think uh, the Ulster final went to extra time. 
Uh, that was four twelve to three eight. Okay. So now they've won this one now by by uh, twelve points. So that was a great win for for Calvin again, and um, you know to, to name some of the players who were who were shining. Abby Riley scored eight eight points. Sorry, not in that game. One of the earlier games, Abby scored one four against Armagh. Um, Sean O'Brady got a point. Lola Matthews two points. Eva Bourne a goal. Katie McGarren one three. Abby Shields a goal. Um. Annie Crow as well as playing the team full back. I think that might be Trevor's daughter. Okay. So, so great, great pedigree there as well on this team. Could be a scary place to go in full forward there for the opposition. <laughs> oh, well, she's probably she's probably a cleaner player than the father. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we do hard now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, great pedigree coming through there. So uh, we'll keep an eye on, on that. I'm not sure when the next game of the under-14s, when the All-Ireland semi-final is, but... We'll, we'll try to keep an eye on that looking, looking ahead to it, but wishing them the best of luck. Um, Calvin Camogues fell in the Ulster Intermediate Final to Antrim after extra time. Um, a cracking game by all accounts, right down to the wire, but just couldn't, couldn't hold on for the, for the final few minutes of it. They were, I suppose they were, um, a little unlucky in some ways, but just pipped. Pipped by, by Antrim when it came to the heel of the hunt. Yeah, nothing in this game. 2-14 to 2-12 it finished. Like, um, Antrim beat, outscored Calvin three points to one in extra time. That was all there was to it. There was absolutely nothing nothing between the teams. Um, I think Calvin, yeah, sorry, that was in the second half of extra time. I think Calvin got a goal at the start of extra time, so that was unfortunate. But, yeah. Um, a really good game. Calvin played really well on the day and they found a form again after a difficult league, obviously stepping up in quality. Uh, that a difficult league, but they've brought through a lot of players. And Neve Keenan only came on. Um, normally she'd be a starter, so I don't know. I don't know what. There's an injury there. there I an think. Injury was it? Yeah. And Claude Keenan had a very good game, very good on the freeze. Roshan O'Keefe. You know, there, there are household names in in uh, G at Circle Cab and all these players because they've won so much in the last few years. Obviously Rosie Crow and Aaron Galligan in the backs and Aideen uh, Coyle as well, our friend, uh, who is captain of the team, joint captain of the team, like and a real driving force along with with. Joey Maguire, um, they've they've also got the two Fitzsimonses there as well, who are who are exceptionally good. Yeah. Sophie Slowey has come into that team as well. She's on the ladies' footballers as well. Joanne Moore is playing full forward as well. I think Joanne might have only taken up Camogie in later years, so she was always a brilliant footballer, and like she's she's brilliant as well. So that's it, it's unfortunate not to pick that up. Like I know it's Antrim's second team, but Antrim are really strong. Mm-hmm. Their first team are one of the best teams going. So. And they train with the first team all the time. So it's like one squad. It's kind of like a club system that they use for, for that Antrim setup. So they're going to be training against their senior players week in, week out. So that's bound to improve those players as well. I think Sophie Slowey went off injured in the game, might have um, had a hand injury that, that could rule her out for a bit. So that, that was a blow to them in the yeah. game. Ahead of uh, Wicklow this weekend, they're taking on them in the All-Ireland um Junior Championship that's Saturday evening 5 o'clock down in Wicklow so we wish them the best of luck I'll be heading down to that one so we'll have post-match reaction on, on next week's podcast as well there so I don't know and I'm going to spring this one on you because we do like to take detours on the podcast have you seen the the um, proposed rule changes that they're going to sample or going to try out in next year's uh, Sigerson and, and some competitions The only one like that. That, I re- that really caught my eye was the kickouts would have to pass the 45 wasn't it? Yeah, all kickouts must pass the forty-five. Yeah. What do you think? I, th- I think like anything else is worth a try. I I don't see the harm in trying it. it. It I'd be surprised if it was a success. 
Uh, I, I think I think teams will. It's interesting that they try it at that level, which is a good idea, because you know, you, look, it's not it's not senior intercounty stuff, and it's mm. not sort of making a mockery of any intercounty competition by bringing in what could potentially be daft rules, but it's still a high standard, and you have lots of good players. So, because if you try that out at underage or whatever, it might work a dream, but then you go up and senior footballers are cuter, and they they might find some way of working around the rule and that you mightn't have envisaged, and the whole thing might be a mess. So. I think it, I have no problem with trying it. I have an absolute problem with trying it. I I think the rule itself is dumb. I so you're managing a team. The rule is now to kick out must go outside the forty five. What are you going to do with your forwards who are facing the kick out? With your forwards who are facing the kick out, bring them up to the forty five line. They're all going to come out to the forty five. Yeah. So yeah. what are you going to have between forty five meter line and? the goals you're defending, 15 players. Mm. It's going to create an absolute guarantee of blanket defences on every single kick-out. Maybe they need, they need a rule that you're only allowed to four midfielders between the, something between like the four that. or five, yeah. something like that. That would be radical, but if you're going to try it, you may as well try something radical. Yeah, it, it, it needs something to to, to, to add to complement the rule. I understand the idea of it, but the rule itself has no stipulation as to where players can stand for the start, for the restart or the kick out. So I think it's a, I think it's a, a silly rule, short in thought and, and, and no depth to it that's going to cause a problem rather than solve the problem they're looking to do. The other one being that all freeze marks and sidelines between the two 20 meter lines must go forward. Mm. Again, I have no problem with trying it. That could that could be good. The, the only thing is, I don't think the game is too bad at the minute. Like, I think that they were slow about making changes when the game was gone really bad. And by the time they brought in the mark and stuff, the 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 warm had torn a little bit, and things were. Mm. It got, look, it's fashion. That's what it is in, in Gaelic. I don't think we're particularly innovative. You've certain innovators. Maybe it's the same in all sports. You've certain people innovate, and everyone copies them. Yeah, and I yeah. always said it. it if Dublin won All Ireland and they had this thing where they put Stephen Cluxton in for the throw in at the start of the game because they found that he had the, the goalkeeper has the highest vertical leap or something, every team in Ireland, even some junior team with with a goalie who's three stone overweight, would be putting them in just because Dublin do it. Yeah, I I remember being at a at a reserve final one time after Cluxton started taking frees. I'm sure I've told this story a few times, and they brought the goalie up and he took five frees and kicked them all wide. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's not your best free taker. He's not Luxon, but you're just doing it because Luxon can do it. That's it. That's it. That that happens. I like the idea of this rule, though. I like I like the premise around it that if you're if you win a free, you've only one direction you can look. Um, now, as a result, again thinking it through, if the opposition win a free, automatically, if I'm defending that, I'm putting all my players between the ball and the goals that were defended mm. because they can only kick it that direction. Mm. So it makes it, again, tactically, you, you, you'll be looking at it and saying, right, well, there's a free, get behind the ball. You know, give them, if 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 you win a free, we'll say, obviously, if you win inside the 45-meter line, it's going to be a scoreable free, so you have a pot. And that's something I think is an advantage to the game that, you know, there, there's going to bring a little bit more adventure to free kicks in that area but if you win a free 65 metres out my immediate reaction is I'm going to have to 
get all my players behind the ball to crowd out the space that they're going to kick it into. Now, the other side of that is I'm going to be telling a player who wins that free, take it fast. Don't mm. delay on that free. Move it quick before the opposition gets set up. So I I like the idea of this, though. I like the 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 two parts of it are it'll speed up the free kicks and it'll move the ball forward. I like I like the ball moving forward and I like fast games. So I, I think this could work. Yeah, you see, I think I said this before on the pod that I think there's more games of soccer played in the world in an hour than there's Gaelic games played in a year. Yeah. And honestly I think we were, we we're probably a century behind the likes of soccer in terms of tactical innovation so people are now people in this last 10 or 15 years or probably ever but forever but especially in this last while since blank defences came into vogue 15 years ago I would say people have been yearning for, for the old days but the old days were they're not coming back because that was Helter skelter football with not much tactics in it, and it was brilliant. Don't get me wrong; it was great to watch. But I mean, it was like watching a car crash. It was. It, it literally was. There was so many collisions, so many. It was so exciting. Like, there were so many moments where you didn't know the outcome. Yeah. Ball is yeah. just kicked. You did not know the outcome. It, there was no direction, and but so but you can't. <clears throat> we we're holding football up against as an example against this other game. Where there were no tactics. Yeah, yeah. And like, obviously, it's going to pale in comparison to that. So we have to be realistic. We're not going back to that. Like, the t- tactics have evolved, or we now have tactics. Yeah. One thing. Yeah. Apart from that manager that time, he told me he didn't have tactics. He didn't have the numbers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I it, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I do think that that the the lawmakers in the GA probably should have been more proactive over over the last few years in in trying more things like more radical stuff. I think there could have been more tried. Like it, mm. it did, it, it did allow it to drift a little bit too far. But I, I think it came back around a bit. Maybe a shot clock. This was needed. Like the shot clock when it came into basketball was greeted with horror. Oh, but, but it's brilliant. But the shot clock came in in basketball in the in the late fifties, and there used to be games. I think it was before the NFL started, but whatever league, the American Basketball League or something, and there used to be games that would be like ten eight. And teams would hold the ball for ages. What does that remind you of? Oh yeah, like, yeah, completely. And, and they brought in the shot clock. And how they did it was, um, some it was one particular coach, and he he uh, he separated the game into into obviously it was it's four eighteen minute quarters. I think I'm right in saying. And he's is that right? I don't yeah, know how I think long that's right. Fifteen minute quarters. But anyway, he broke the game up into. He said, "How many how many shots would, would he like to see in a good game?" And he pulled this figure out of his head. And said, okay, right, let's divide that by the number of minutes in the game. Okay, we make the shot clock 24 seconds or whatever it is. I'm a big basketball man, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, it changed the game. The other thing is, do you want football to be like Horland? A, a shootout, like puck out shot, puck out shot, puck out shot, puck out. Big driving mall with 20 lads trying to, trying to throw their arse into the boy beside him. I'm a big Horland man. Do you want that? I, I, I would hate to see football going like that. Yeah. Just in case people are, are, are thinking you're going along the route of, because you've given out of a rugby and hurling um, in the last one. You, you don't mind basketball, though. I like basketball. I do. I like, <laughs> I like basketball. I'm always threatening to get into basketball. But, yeah, I remember when, when the old There's rugby... no room in the shed with the canoe, the golf clubs, the fishing rods, the... <laughs> Paddle racket. Paddle racket. When the, the, when the rugby mob came after me uh, on Facebook there a while ago, 
some lad was like, oh, why don't you, why don't you just attack all sports that are marketed, like, like golf and dar- or like uh, soccer and darts? I, I was like, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're clearly not a fan. You haven't read all my stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting, interesting one though. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they both work out, but I, I actually think the, the, the ball moving forward. I, I just love the idea of a shot clock. I, 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 I like the idea that. It puts an additional pressure on the player. And in that, I think, you know, the more pressure we can put on to the player, the better the product. Mm. You know, whether that be a pressure of a player coming and attacking them or tackling them or the pressure of time. I, I, I like, I like that. Um, so I'd, I'd love it. I don't know practically can it work as we go back down to the under 12s, you know, Games where the referees there on their own, yeah. it, yeah, yeah, it that, is difficult. That's to the biggest manage. impediment to it for definite. That yeah. and the and the whole culture shock that it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it means you'd have to have an additional official at every game, and that could be difficult. Mm. You know, that but, could be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, I suppose I'm just thinking it through as we're talking. Like, could there be a? You know, your referee brings one umpire to every single game. They're given a few pounds to do so. And the umpire has a whistle and a, and a, a stopwatch. You know, and away you go. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be difficult. You're going to need somebody to watch the water boys as well. That's the new trend. Watch the water boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're dangerous to the end. Um, okay. We'll, we'll run into the All County Football League, uh, predictions for the week ahead let me get an, a pen and paper out Paul but we'll take a quick break while I get this ready Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, so starting tonight, Friday night, the 26th of May in Kiligary, Arva are coming to town. What do you reckon? Kiligary. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Crushalaw on Saturday evening, fresh from their win over Ballyhays at the weekend. I'm, I'm going to make the statement, Paul. We're going to do power rankings on, on the podcast hopefully next week, but Crushalaw are top of my power rankings mm. at this moment. You're very taken with them recently. Oh, I'm telling you, they're, they're playing with a pace and a tempo that I don't think, sorry, no team currently is matching. And they're playing with that pace and tempo still down crucial bodies, you know. So I think they're um they're they're really, really humming. Bar something happens, a big stone on the on the track in front derails them. I don't see them being beaten in this championship. I think they're they're looking good. I know Jimmy Higgins and Co are gonna kill me and, and not like me at all for, for stating this and putting the pressure on them, but I can only Go on what I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is they're they're on a different level to everybody at the moment. Well, see, they haven't played well, uh, really since the since they won the championship. They haven't been a consistent, impressive um, championship. So obviously we're talking about 2021 and 2022. And if you look at the draws they got, like and how close they actually have been, considering they haven't been playing well, 
Yeah. Like in 2021, they they lost by a point to Rammer in a game that could have gone either way. Rammer went on to win the championship. They they drew with Calvin Gales. They lost by a goal to Garner and they beat Lara and they didn't get out of the group. I mean, that was a tough draw. Last year, they ended up losing by a point in a really thrilling semi-final mm. against Garner. Uh, and I gave out a couple of hidings last year in the championship as well. So, um, yeah, if that's them not if that's them not doing playing well or doing particularly well, they're very close. So yeah, I can't argue with you. Yeah. Well, I can't argue. I will argue. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's a big call to say they won't drop a game, but. Uh, or do you mean they're beaten as in no? Be, as beaten in for the cup, they won't be beaten for the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think you're probably you're not far off the minute. I don't. Uh, yeah. It'd be just it'd be just interesting to see when other teams are at full tilt what they're like, but I. I'm confident in saying nobody has the panel Grushlaw has. Mm. Nobody in this in this championship coming up in senior. There's not. They're going to have lads on the bench that would waltz onto other teams. I'm I'm confident of that. See, there, a, a big rivalry is what you need, like to to really spark up the championship. And there's a big rivalry with Gowan and Grushlaw. And I know it's yeah. spilled over off the field uh, as well at times, but that's a big rivalry at the minute. Like, and they've played a lot of big games and. Um, they've played in league finals and championship semi-finals and championship group matches and all that. And they've generally produced big games. So look, I think that they're going to be, outside of Crushlaw and Garner, uh, well, I'll put it like this. If you did a poll, I think 70 to 80% of people in the county would tip either Crushlaw or Garner to win the championship. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So will Crushlaw get the better at Castle Ryan on Saturday evening? I'll go with Crushlaw. Have yeah. to. No, <laughs> after all that, yeah, Castle Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Castle I love that one. Balanya um hosting Lacken. This'll be a, a, a great derby as always. And yet they'll finish off and, and go up to Balanya and have a point together. Yeah. Um like Balanya have three wins and three wins and a draw. Lacken only have the one win to show for it, which was by a point, uh, which was the one that put me out of the last man standing not that I'm better over or anything. No, no, no. No, you, um, you haven't mentioned it before. I go for a draw in, in this game. Ooh, that's a big call. I'll take Balanya um, on it. I think the home advantage, and I think they're going rightly. I think they've enough about them. Niall McDermott is still a handful, and I'm just not sure. I can't see Raymond Galligan playing this weekend. Um, where they're going to get scores? Although Killian is still around, I understand for another bit, but maybe Jimmy Galligan will explain how to play football for us all. If anybody hasn't heard the, the match day diary over on the Diehards service, patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin Jimmy Galligan. Uh, Makes a, a a a cameo appearance on it, so um, gives us a good explanation on what we know about football. Uh, Rammer United hosting Gauna in Dolan Park, seven o'clock. This this could be a right a real good one. Yeah, this is this will be interesting. Um, again, uh, Gauna are going to be missing a few county men. Rammer, I've only got one man in the county at the minute, which is sort of unique among the top the top four clubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jack Doyle actually played the Nets for Rammer in one of the games there that I saw. Um, the last time I saw them playing up in Virginia, it ended up a draw. Uh, Garner got a goal about 10 minutes into injury time. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I go Rammer. I'm going to go with the draw again. Yeah, you, you could. You mightn't be far off there. Um, I tell you what, I'm 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 interested to see like the kind of the cats out of the bag on Matthew Smith. So I'm interested to see how he does against a, a team that will be watching for him and really watching mm. for him. So um, that's that's going to be... Well, there's a lot of young lads as well that have come into that Rammer team 
there's five or six of last year's minors who have come in there. Like Oliver McChrystal scored four points against Lara. A lot of those lads, mm. uh, young uh, Aaron Tyne, and he came on and got got the win a goal there against the Gales. They've also brought in Nathan, Nathan Levy Valencia, yeah. and um, Shane. Uh, kind of name escapes me. I think he was, I think he might have been the captain last year of the minors as well. He's come into the team as well. So they've, they have brought you a lot. That was a good minor team. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So just be interesting to see how how they can step up again. Um, on to Sunday then the final game of the weekend. Bally Hayes hosting Cavan Gales at one o'clock in Bally Hayes and Lee Park. Gales to bounce back. I've no faith in Bally Hayes at the minute now. They're, they're like they've been beaten six times in eight games. Um, last year their league form was so good. Mm-hmm. But I have no faith in the Gales at the moment either. Like they, they are struggling. They'll be disappointed with that loss to Mullahorn. But I think there could be a kick in them. Yeah, I think I, I go with the Gales. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I go for Calvin Gales. Okay, um, on to Wilton West recycling um, All County Football League Division Two Friday night tonight in Knockbrighton Bridges Park. Lavi are heading up the road. What do you reckon? This is a big one, top of the table. Lavi away to Knockbride. Yeah, yeah. Lavi and Thor and Upright and Fort. Uh, I'm going to go with Upright. They they hit six goals last week again. It's the second time this season they've scored six goals. So like that's that's impressive. Lavi just in a little bit of a sticky run there. I know that they beat the bridge by a point, didn't they? Yeah. Or yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they drew they drew a corner fan. That's right. Uh, so Lavi in a little bit of a sticky run after a great start. Lavi, we know, are a team that generally just ticks along in the league and then lifts it for the championship. This year they started the league really well. They probably was in, they were in nosebleed territory there. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah, they, they didn't feel comfortable up there. So Paul Gilchrist the, is back in the team there. Shane Tierney's back. So uh, Carl Duke should be back this weekend, I'd imagine. I'm still um, going to go an upright. Yeah. I don't know how Chris Conroy is. I think that's a big one in it as well for them. Um, I th- yeah, I'm going to go with Knockbride as well. I'm going to go with Knockbride, but uh, again, Lavi, their, their, their cruising speed fluctuates mm. so much if two or three players are gone from yeah. their team, you know, and, and, and not knowing week to week who they have. Lavi are well capable of winning this game, but, um, I think that it, the fluctuation would lead me to just think that Knockbride might be a safer bet. There's ha- there haven't been many draws in that division, funnily enough, and, uh, of course, Lavi have won them. Lavi are the draw specialists. Yeah. They see the draw so many games, it's unbelievable. Particularly in Championship. At one stage, they'd drawn 10 out of 30 in the Senior Championship. But That's right. Which is just crazy. Freakish. Yeah. Saturday evening, uh, 5.30 in Emmett Park, Butler's Bridge, are hosting Beltorbet, local derby here. Yeah, I, we rode off Beltorbet a little bit too too early. Um, they've picked up three wins in a draw in their eight games. And, I think we were what I was going on as if Bilthorpe were going to be bottom of this division or close to it. Um a few bodies starting to come back now, I think. Um I think Niall Niall Riley and Fionnan Riley should be back in around the team for Bill Torbert as well. I think I'll go with the bridge. I think they might be just finding a, a wee bit of form. Yeah, there's there's rumour that Paddy McPhillips should be back, um or could be back this weekend. Um, Quivin is still around, and um, they have. Well, they don't have Kahaledi. Yeah, I th- I think they just might have enough though. I think they they 
they're, they're on a slightly different path than, than Beltor, but as a club overall at the minute, after winning that on the 15 Division 1 title, there, there's a bit of energy about the club and, and I think that they'll be, they'll be pushing on. I think they'll get a win here. Um, but again, Beltorbet, Beltorbet are, are going to be sticky as hell. They're going to make it a, an absolute war of attrition. But I'll go with the bridge for the, for the win. But this could be the game to go and watch, actually. Um, Cornerfane hosting Drummley, 7 o'clock out in Cornerfane. Yeah, they're going to be in there again. Can they? Yeah, they can. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go with Cornerfane, that score. I think they're ahead of Drummley, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think last week's uh, last week's draw for Corner Fane will 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 give them confidence as well. Drumley, there's definitely signs of improvement, but they're they're down still quite a few bodies, and and it's it's going to be tough. Drumley need everybody available, and they don't have it this weekend. So I'll have to give the the Reds a nod here. Um, Baileyborough hosting Shercock in St Anne's Park, seven o'clock Saturday. Yeah, Baileyborough are a team that has been the team. We had them ranked up as, as high as third in intermediate at, at the end of the championship yeah. a year or two ago. The, there's not the same buzz about Baileyborough now. They, they've only got... They haven't won a game, actually. They've only got two draws. So, oh, that'll be... That'll be hard on the call. Shercock. Ah, I have to go with Shercock. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. That's in, it's in Baileyborough, It's it? in Baileyborough. It's in Baileyborough. But the Shercock lads, a lot of them... No, if, no you're, well, if you're going with Sherkirk, I'm going to oppose you there. Really? Because I'm on the... F- okay, okay, that's interesting. But I think Baileyborough, one point defeat to Biltor, but last weekend, um, that that can work one of two ways. They can be... They can have it in their head that, okay, well, we aren't too far away from winning games here. Let's push on and give it another bit. Or, God, like we, we came so close we couldn't win a game. Mm. It, it, it depends on how they approach it as, as a group of players, but... Um, I think Shercock might just have enough. Niall Clarkins in, in great form. Sean Clark playing very well as well. So, um, yeah, Killing Care hosting Coo Hollands. This would be a big derby up in up in Killing Care. Anyway, it's in Jim Smith Park, seven o'clock Saturday. That's that's tough. Killing Care have a decent enough record against Cole as far as I know. I know they lost them in the championship last year, but I think they beat them the year beat before. Beat them the year before. Up in Lavi. Uh, or lost them in Lavi, yeah. Uh, Killing Care, you see, after losing to Templeport last weekend, they'll they'll want to get back on it fairly quick. I'm going to go with Collins. Yeah. It's... I d- is it... Um, and again, there's the geography issue here in 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 Coolhollands because the lads who are from down around cross this is a big big game, you know. But the lads who are further up, close to Mulla, it mightn't be that important of a game. I was chatting to one of the Killing Care lads, and he was saying like he lives down beside Lara. He's at twenty minutes from Mulla. That's it. That's it's a, it. It's a very long drawn out parish. It is between them. So like, and it depends on 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 both sides of it. Like if you take if you take for example Key McGovern. I want to get this right. He could either throw a stone or he sleeps in the parish of Cross. I, I, but he's very, very close, if not in it. You know, Kieran Flynn would be the same. So there'd be lads like that that I know would be right on top of it. Patrick Morta definitely can throw a stone into killing care from where he is. Um, so I, but I, I think, yeah, this could be a draw. I might go with a draw on this one, actually. Um, but you're going with that. Yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. Could Hill Celtic against Templeport. Um, 
the uh, down in Coothill. Uh, have to go to Coothill. Coothill are a good team at home, and they're good. Yeah, I never got your your uh, your comment on the the water bottle incident. I think we did discuss it. Did actually. we? Yeah, but I was thinking about it since. It was the uncutest thing I've ever seen yeah. anyone do. <laughs> it, like, was. it was. It was so brazen. Like you were never going to get away with that. I don't know. And, and Conley scored the free afterwards when it was retaken, and the fellow himself got put off the line. Uh, but it, I still found it funny. Very funny. I thought it was. It, it was comical moment and. And you know what? No real harm done in it once the referee dealt with it. And, and I, I think if the referee didn't deal with it, I think it becomes a problem. Mm. But the referee dealt with it. It's one of those moments where, like, I can imagine the passion involved and, and the frustration. Just were losing a game and they haven't lost many games, if any, this year could help up to that point. So there was, there was obviously a bit of frustration uh, along the line, but if frustration boils over to that point, I think we can live with it, can't we? <laughs> it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to happen. Yeah, yeah. In well, fairness. It was, it was just it just wasn't the, it wasn't uh a cute thing to do. Like there's a lot No teams with a lot of experience would be a lot cuter than that. They do something like that and get a bit of benefit out of it. Because yeah. he still scored a free. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was it was very funny. It was, it was entertaining. Um okay, both going for Coot Hill to get the better of Templeport. Um who turned around their, their their season with a win last week against Killing Care, but uh, could Hill not an easy place to go with, go to. Uh, Ballon McHugh, fresh off the back of an away win, will take on Drumlane. Um, I tell you what, I seen Drumlane on their 17s last night, and I'm presuming, now and I could be wrong, but there's a young lad in goals called Freddie Clark. I'm presuming he's Harry's younger brother. Um Ethan Rafferty-esque right. coming solo and out two feet solo and left foot solo and right selling fake or uh, hand pass dummies breaking out to the 65 delivering kickouts over the top of of a press by Corona Fane a joy to watch great great wee goalkeeper coming up and, and, and Drumlane winning that that final um, with a few very talented players as well but um, yeah Drumlane will they get the better of Alan McHugh and Sheelan Park yeah I'm going to go with Drumlane yeah I think so squad depth you know, they're still far from full tilt. Look at the game. Season around. And Dara Dolan. Dara Dolan can have a huge effect on games without scoring. And from what I'm hearing when he's when he's there, he just, he's so selfless. I love watching Dara Dolan play as well. I think he, the importance of him to the Drumlane team might go unnoticed because he's not always on the score sheet. But he'll draw defenders. He moves at such pace that it gives the opportunities for a Cormac Flynn. And they know... But if I move here and I'm in a better position, I'm going to get the ball. Mm. And I think that's an important part in the team. So, um, yeah, that Drumlane making making progress still and not at full tilt. So we'll, we'll look forward to that. Okay, on to Division 3, where it's the Kite Powertech All-County Football League Division 3. Um, Kilishandra are host... Or sorry, away to Kill Shamrocks tonight at 7.30. Kill. Me too. Corla uh, are hosting Den. Den. They're going to have to bounce back. They'll be disappointed with that result and they'll not let a team from the West uh, again, you'd imagine, uh, steal a march on them. Uh, Drung on Saturday evening are hosting Swanland Bar at 7 o'clock. Have to go with Drung. Even though Swan, like Swan looked to have improved this year um, and they were competitive against Rukhils as well last week, but go with Drung. 
I'll, I'll, I'll oppose you. I think this this could be close, so I'll oppose you. I'll go with Swanland Bar. Shannon Gales hosting Kildallan. Shannon Gales. Yeah, me too. Um, Mahara hosting Drumgoon. Drumgoon. Same as. And then it's Muncher Connacht hosting Mount Nugent in the Blackwater oh, Derby. This is a big one. I'm going draw. Go and draw. Well, oh, I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be very, very close. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I have no logic behind why I'm going to tip Mount Nugent. Well, I'll tell you why, because they've got the best defensive record in the division. Now, they've only played seven games. Yeah, let's pretend I knew that. What's about it? I'll go with Mount Nugent, but they've that's... conceded exactly half of what Kildallan have conceded. Right, it's a big game, and I I rate Declan Beard as as a manager, particularly to get a team up for an occasion. And I don't think it takes much to get Mount Nugent up for the occasion of playing Munster Connacht. Um, now Munster Connacht will be up for it as well. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd just give Mount Nugent the nod, so I can. Either win or lose next week. There'd be no point if we agreed the whole way through this podcast, Paul. There'd be no crack for anybody. Um, that's all we've time for, Paul, on the McAvoy Supervisory Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Best of luck to, said the Camogies, the Camogies who uh, take on Wicklow at the weekend. We'll have reaction from that game. Um, we'll be looking back on the All-County Football League results next weekend. Um, or this weekend on next week's podcasts over on the Die Hard service on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan we'll also be looking ahead to Cavan against Offaly which is in Glennon Brothers Pierce Park uh, the following weekend in the final group stage game of the Talchin Cup so thanks for your time Paul thanks Leo. yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>